Hello and welcome to the Trinity Podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. Today's an interview with the amazing Susie Hasler from Styled by Susie. Now, Susie is an award-winning stylist who offers affordable, remote and in-person styling services called Styled by Susie and they're for women of all ages, shapes and sizes. And she's featured in Glamour Magazine, Yours, The Mail Online, The Daily Mirror and The Sun. And she's worked with many of our Trinity clients to give them the confidence to know how to dress for their shape, their skin tone, their size, their height and much more. Just as importantly, Susie also provides a community which is a safe space for women of all shapes and sizes to feel beautiful and worthy. And those are the words of actually one of our clients who's in one of those communities. Now you can find out more about Susie's services at styledbysusie.co.uk or find her on Instagram at styled.by.susie. So without further ado, let's get straight into today's episode of the Trinity Podcast with Susie Hasler. Okay, brilliant. We are live. So hello, welcome to the Trinity Podcast. We're here today with Susie Hasler from Style by Susie. Hi, Susie. Welcome hello. to the we're trying to be candid, but we have actually spoken before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Susie, it's brilliant to have you on the podcast. We've had loads of amazing feedbacks from clients who've worked with you, with your styling services, and we'll get into what those are today. Um, but before we get into all of that, I don't even know the answer to this. So I want to know, kind of how did you actually get into personal styling? I know that some of our clients have mentioned you have a really interesting backstory. So for those who don't know you, how did you actually get into doing this as, as your business and as your sort of yeah. purpose? So I, I've always had an interest in fashion, in style, and <clears throat> originally I wanted to actually become a counsellor because I've, I've always really loved helping people. I just, I just love people in general. So I kind of combined the two. And I, it was around the time that all the Gokwan programmes were out and the Trini and Susanna programmes were out. And I did a personal styling course. and. Um, I just thought it was going to be a hobby, really. I thought I was going to help friends and family know how to dress. I wanted to learn how to dress myself. And uh, the more I did it for friends and family, the more the word started spreading. And yeah, people just told their friends and then it grew and grew and grew. So it's kind of organically grown into a business, which is great because I never thought that I had a business mind years ago. So yeah, it's kind of happened without me really aiming for it, which is brilliant. Yeah, I think that's probably the best way for these things to happen, isn't it? We were talking before about how Ben and I kind of just started doing this because this was our passion. So I completely get that. And one of our clients mentioned that I think it was back at school, you had an experience that made you want to, I guess, do these kind of things with counselling and helping people with their confidence and body confidence and all of that. What was that that happened that triggered you, do you think, down this path? Yeah, so I... I think your your average stylist is somebody that's always been really cool and somebody that's always been really popular. And I was none of those things at school. I was I was quiet. Um, I was bullied. I was bullied by boys and girls. And it was just a horrible experience. And I went from being a really confident child at primary school to becoming just completely, just no confidence at school, basically. And... Um, yeah just just felt a bit lost in who I was and and just I think I really really want to empower women to leave anything that was said to them at school behind because I think we carry those things through life you know those horrible comments that we had at school about 
whether it was having, you know, someone said they had big legs or they were big or they had this on their face or bad hair. You carry those things through your life without really realising it. Um, so I've sort of turned it around, really. I went from being really bullied, really not wanting to be noticed to actually now wanting to be noticed and wanting to empower other women to leave those insecurities behind really so yeah school was a horrible time for me and not something that I look back on with fond memories at all but I think it's possible to turn that around which is a good thing yeah and you wouldn't know it now I, I was looking at your Instagram again yesterday just as like research for this interview and I thought you know you, I was kind of slightly intimidated because I was like you've always been you're so stylish I'm not very stylish you've always been oh, little, always been really cool you never know these things, do you? And I, I was also very shy at school. Um, I always got kind of people saying you're too thin, which is probably why I got into fitness in the first place. So it is funny how we carry these things. Yeah, see, the I would never think I would never think that about you. I'd look at you and I'd be like, oh yeah, I bet he was really popular at school. Yeah, no, <laughs> sadly not. <laughs> but so then I, you know, I, I think though that if you've had that kind of experience, it then makes you more empathetic it makes you better at working with people because I think if you have if you have had those struggles at school and those struggles growing up it makes you more understanding as to why other people feel that way so I think it makes you better at working with people so that's probably that's why you're good at what you do I hadn't I never thought of that that way but oh, I think you're, you're bang on right there I can definitely relate to a lot of these things you're saying and with with your personal styling then you, you kind of got into it you said styling friends styling family and stuff like that when you are doing styling for someone like what what are some of the main considerations you need to take I, I have literally no idea what you need to think about when it comes to you know styling someone I know I know people have mentioned like body shape or skin tone but I don't really know how you bear them in mind other different body types like give me a crash course on like yeah a crash course wow this could take hours <laughs> okay um no Very no no cool. I'll, I'll give you a brief lowdown so the, the mo we have the different body shapes obviously um dressing for your body shape dressing for the right coloring but also another part that a lot of people don't realize is really important is actually dressing for your personality and dressing for your taste so for example one client may work really well in quite a girly style quite sort of florals like holly willoughby that kind of look whereas somebody else might be better in a more edgy style like fern cotton that kind of thing um, so it's it's also about encouraging their personality out through their clothing. So I'd say they're the three most important things is dressing for your body shape because it's very easy for us to compare ourselves to other people. So you could have a friend who has a completely different body shape to you who always looks really good in, for example, white jeans. But you might be more of a pear shape, so you might carry more bulk on your bottom half. And when you try white jeans, you think, oh, they look rubbish on me. So we try and teach women how to dress for their body shape. And then by doing that, they become more confident in their choices because they see that by dressing for their body shape, they look better, they get more compliments, and it just encourages them to try more and more things. So, yeah, there's, there's those sort of three main aspects, I'd say. Yeah, I hadn't even considered that one. I'm trying to figure out what my personality even is for dressing now. Are you, are you edgy? Maybe you're like a girl next door, Robert. No, <laughs> Robert. I don't are you, think, are you I Robert don't or Rob? Uh, you can call me Rob. I mean, I Rob. get called Rob, Robin, but Rob's typically what people know me as in Trinity. But yeah, I, I, 
I generally wear kind of a combination of like, we're not going to get into my own styling here, but like practical, oh, no. trying to go cooler, practical sort of clothes. Like I love, I wear loads of North Face clothing. I don't know why. Do you? It's now cool, but it didn't used to be cool, but I liked it anyway. Yeah, although you guys are lucky because you have a uniform, so yes. you don't have to think about it every day. I sometimes wish that I had it, well, I would, it wouldn't be a very interesting business if I had a uniform, but I always think that must be really easy because you don't have to think about what to wear every day. That's true. It's like a school uniform, isn't it? I always had school uniform at my school, so that probably helped actually not having to try and try and dress every single day to try and look cool. And oh, yeah, coming back to the body types, then you did mention a couple, and we also have to have these same conversations actually with clients. Or we do often. It's like trying to explain to people that there are different body types. You're not necessarily going to look like that other person. What What are the key body types you recognise in styling? Like, are there particular words for it? I know you said like pear shape. Yeah, so we have, there's five. So we have, first of all, we have the pear shape. I'm a pear shape, so I'm smaller on my top half. If I lose weight for whatever reason, it goes really easily from here. So I can get sort of quite thin up here, but bottom half is where I carry my, my bulk. So pear-shaped women are usually a bit of a smaller size on their top half, slightly narrower shoulders. Um, quite good waist definition, but they are much curvier on their bottom half. The opposite of a pear shape is a strawberry. So if you imagine what a strawberry looks like, yeah. so they are broader on top. So they've either got quite broad shoulders or they've got quite big boobs, but their bottom half is really narrow. So they've got really slender hips. <laughs> is that you? You're a strawberry. <laughs> quite a flat bottom. So that that's that's an example of where you could have say two friends one's a pear shape one's a strawberry one looks great in white jeans because they're really slim on their bottom half but a pear shape wouldn't so they are complete opposites of each other the pear and the strawberry then you have the rectangle so that's quite a straight up and down quite a boyish figure usually very slender so they can carry off lots of detail lots of ruffles prints patterns um, then we have the apple. So the apple shape is very curvy. They tend to carry their, um, their bulk around the boobs and the tummy, but the rest of their frame is really narrow. So as much as they're very conscious of their tummy, they actually usually have quite narrow shoulders, narrow hips and amazing legs. And then the, is that the last one? Have I done four now? And the last one is the hourglass. So the hourglass is kind of, basically very in proportion that kind of kelly brook jessica rabbit waist definition um very curvaceous but everything is kind of in the right place so whereas a pear shape is broader on their bottom half the hourglass is much more balanced and in proportion so they're the five body shapes that we work with and once you know how to dress your shape and once you know how to accentuate the, the best parts of your shape that's where the magic happens I'm now trying to remember all of these because we typically see, see well, we do see all of those obviously with our clients, but I, no, I, I don't I've heard of all those. I've heard of like the apple. That's obviously quite a common one and something we see with lots of like menopausal women tend to go more apple shape. Yeah. Bone shape. yeah. Um, and the pear shape again, but I didn't know about those others. So it's pretty fascinating. And are there different ways to dress for different skin tones as well then? Is that, is that more like color choice and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah. So color, Colour analysis is something that was really big in the 80s. So it kind of, it was really in fashion, then it really went out of fashion. 
Um, color analysis basically works. Uh, you so it's basically what colors work for your skin tone, your eye color, and your hair color. So wearing the right colors for your skin tone can just make your your coloring really come to life. So in color analysis, you have four seasons. So you have spring, which is really bright colors, really cheerful, like turquoise, coral. Summer, which is pastels, very soft colors. Autumn, which is what I am. So I suit really earthy colors like leopard print and that sort of thing. And then winter, which is lots of sort of bright jewel tone colors. So again, once you, you can wear a color that can completely drain your skin tone. And if you wear a color that really works on your skin tone, everyone says, oh, you look really well. Have you been on a holiday? And it's amazing the difference it makes. I feel like I need to get this done now. <laughs> I, yeah. really, I want to know what, because I, I do see that even in myself, like certain colors, you're like, oh, that looks good. But I don't really know why. And I just tend to buy the same colors because I don't really know what I'm doing. Probably like lots of people you work with, they just sort of get, do, they, do you tend to find people just sort of get stuck in a groove with what they're wearing and they know yeah. I'm safe with. Yeah, definitely. I'd say, I think with colors particularly, I think if somebody's lacking in confidence, the go-to color is black because if you are feeling like you're not particularly body confident, black is a color that you just want to hide away. Um, but black actually doesn't really suit that many skin tones. So, and it, it's not particularly flattering. So actually, if you are a much more curvy woman, you're actually better wearing something that's got a big bold print rather than black because a bigger print is going to flatter your curves more. Um, but yeah, I think, I think people use color to hide away. Um, gray is another color that a lot of people wear because it's quite neutral, but it's quite a depressing okay. color. Color is a really fascinating subject. I, I can talk about it all day because um, you can use it in so many different ways. It's really, it's really interesting. Yeah, I can see I definitely hide away in gray and black quite regularly because they're easy rather than knowing you know, which are the right ones. And in terms of height then, does height also affect this? Because that's another question I got from lots of clients. It's like, I guess body shape is probably more important. I don't know, but do you factor in height as well or do you just look at the body shape or does it kind of come together? I would say, I would say body shape's the main thing, but yeah, height can massively make a difference. So I'm really tall, I'm five foot nine. And I, for example, because I'm really tall, I work better in really big prints. If you were to put a really big print on somebody who is, say, five foot, it's going to completely drown their shape. So we do kind of, yeah, we do advise according to height because some things can swamp your body shape if you're petite. Also, there are better shops if you're petite than if you're tall. So height can come into it, but it, it really is mainly about body shape. That's the most important thing. Okay, got it. And the last thing that I, I was asked about with this is age. So again i think age as we talked about it can influence body shape like hormones shift and you can hold body fat in different areas and your body shape changes but do you do you take into account age i've heard like people say you need to dress your age and things like that or is that do you not care about that at all no i don't i think that we put so many restrictions on ourselves and age is one of them so there's so many clients that say i can't you know i can't shop in top shop because i'm in my 40s or i can't shop in top shop because i'm in my 50s and there's, there's literally no rules. You're putting those rules on yourself. So I don't think, I think as long as you're dressing appropriately, I'd say, like there's so many things in Topshop 
that you could wear in your 60s and 70s, as long as you're not wearing crop tops and things like that. Yeah. You can get great jeans in places like Topshop, River Island. So I think actually, I think age is something that we use as a restriction on ourselves. I don't think it's something that the shops put on us because I think you can shop anywhere. And I think actually shopping somewhere that's older for you is more likely to age oh. you and make, sorry, that was my Alexa. <laughs> it's more likely to make you feel um, like lacking in confidence, I suppose, because if you, the more you, the more excited you can feel about clothes, the better and the more confident you'll feel. And I think the more you put restrictions on yourself because of your age, the worse you're going to feel. So I don't think age has got anything to do with it. I encourage clients to shop anywhere as long as it's good for their body shape and it feels true to their style. So yeah, you can shop anywhere. Age is irrelevant. And you, you also help your clients to, to find where to shop, right? Because I think a lot of people have, and I'm going to come on to misconceptions as a whole topic, but a lot of people probably think personal styling is really expensive um, and they can only go to really high-end shops. I'm guessing that's not the case from what I've read about you. Is that Where do you tend to suggest people go? Is it based on their shape, based on their, their yeah. preferences? Is it more based on that kind of thing? Yeah, so I, I think... That was, that was one of the main reasons that I wanted to start my business was because when you think about personal styling, when you Google personal stylists, most of them are, first of all, their fees are hundreds of pounds to even just book them in the first place. And then secondly, you're more likely to be taken to places like Harrods and Selfridges and places like that. So um, there are so many gems on the high street. I think it's just about knowing where to shop. And with we, we would definitely, for example recommend different shops for different body shapes so one particular body shape might be better in jeans from one shop so for example a pear-shaped lady would be better in jeans from a different shop to say a strawberry lady would be if that makes sense you know yeah. what i'm trying to yeah um, it's i guess in different shops yeah the same as some shops have got great petite ranges some have got really good tall ranges some shops are really good just for accessories so even if they don't go to your size, if you're a plus size lady and the say Topshop doesn't stock your size, you can still go there and great, get great handbags, sunglasses, accessories. There's great online plus size ranges as well. So yeah, it's about knowing where to shop, I think is really useful because then it just narrows down that selection when you're looking for things for yourself and you're not just met with this sea of shops in a shopping mall and you don't know where to go. Or you go back to the same one you always went to, right? That's yeah, and then that gets boring, and you just buy the same stuff all the time. Yeah, again, I think I need your services. <laughs> this all sounds <laughs> a bit like me. <laughs> and what what are the most common misconceptions then when it comes to styling services? I know we just talked about kind of cost, but I'm sure there's other ones. What would you say are the most common kind of misconceptions you think people have? So, I'd say the first one is usually that it's a high end service, so that you know, it's expensive, I'm not going to have the budget to do it. But I think what what actually makes me really sad is when we get emails from, from new clients that say, I'm a plus size woman, um, can I use your services? And that, it really upsets me that they're even asking that because that actually shows that there is that misconception about styling, that styling is only, or, or personal style can only be attainable if you're within a certain size. Um, whereas we open it to everybody, every age, every size, plus size women. I've shopped, from, I've shopped for women who are a size six, a size 26, 
it's available to everybody and I think that is a common misconception that it's only available for a certain type of body shape so that's what we're trying to get out there that everybody can have a great style but it's just about knowing how to shop for yourself I saw a good actually I don't know if it's a quote it might have been even something you put up <laughs> it's probably, <isn't> it? <laughs> probably. But about how you a lot of people say I'm going to do something when like a lot of people right now are saying when lockdown's over when this is over I'm going to do this a lot of people also I know say I'm going to I'll feel happy when I've lost this much weight or when I'm this size again or when I've got back to my pre-pregnancy body or you know like like you're saying whereas you I like what you're saying you're saying you know you can feel happy and confident and everything now you don't need to wait for any other outside restraints right and mm. do, do you tend to hear like what kind of feedback do you get from people who who maybe were putting off that kind of thing or saying, oh, you know, um, maybe I'm too big to do it. Do you get loads of positive feedback from people, I'm guessing, who, who then actually take the plunge? What's a, what tends to happen to people who do commit, Definitely. do you think, they, when they actually do personal styling? Well, I think, sadly, we've had people that have actually cancelled personal shops because they haven't reached their goal weight. And I, I, I can't make them do the personal shop. If they're not feeling in a good space, I'm like, okay, that's fine. But then when you see clients who have shopped and they're not feeling particularly body confident, say they're not at the, the weight or the size that they want to be, um, they're going to get great results anyway, because by dressing in a good way for your shape, people quite often think you've lost weight. People quite often think that you look better than ever. So you get more compliments and that's without even changing your shape. So that actually, that shows how powerful styling can be. And I think we just wait all the time for ourselves to fit into a certain pair of jeans or we only wear nice clothes if it's a special occasion. As you say, we're just kind of waiting for this one day, but that might never come. So I think it's about embracing as you are today because it's being realistic and the fact that, okay, you might lose weight, but your body shape is always going to stay the same. So even if I lost two stone, I would still be a pear shape. My frame is always going to be the same. So those rules for dressing your shape are always going to apply. And that kind of, that gets you more comfortable with yourself as you are now. So um, yeah, we, we're just all about embracing as you are today, rather than just waiting and waiting and waiting and punishing yourself, which is kind of what that is in my opinion. Yeah, I know from a lot of clients I've worked with, so people are saying, I've, you know, I've not allowed myself to go shopping since I've you know, put on a little bit of weight over the years, which does happen for people as they get older, typically. So it is a real shame. And I've got a good question, actually. So we'll get into some client questions now, because I'm sure their questions are better than my questions. And one is related. Thank you. To Thank you. Well, I'm sure they, these are great questions as well. I've had a look through them. So um, Leanne, one of our clients asked, it was basically about what we've just been talking about. She said, I'd be interested in any advice on approach or styles or brands to help get through the transition period when you're on a significant weight loss journey. So she's, she is just going through the process of losing weight. And I know a lot of people ask, can you, can you buy something that means it'd be a bit more flexible as you lose weight? I don't know if, if there's anything. Mm. Mm. That's a really good question. I like questions that haven't been asked before. Um, yeah, I, for example, something like jeans, I would avoid because I think jeans are very specific as to the size that you are at that point. But I think it's looking for the right fabric. So fabrics that are quite 
you know, um, they have quite a lot of give in them. So I'd say Jersey Fabrics, um, oh, I can't think, like this kind of crepey fabrics, things that aren't going to be too clingy. But I would say things like jumpsuits are really good because I think I've certainly got jumpsuits that I've worn for the last four years when I've, my weight doesn't tend to change much. But my, yeah, my body shape has changed, I suppose, over the years, but the jumpsuits still fit the same. So I think jumpsuits are really good. Um, midi dresses are really good as well. Um, anything that's a little bit more floaty. So I'd avoid things like jeans, for example, because if you go for a midi dress and um, you're at the start of your journey, it's a little bit more floaty, I suppose. It's a bit more comfortable. But as you lose weight, you can then cinch that in with a belt so you can kind of make it a bit more figure hugging. Um, so yeah, I'd say dresses and jumpsuits are quite good for when you're on that journey. Nice. I have to ask, what is a midi dress? Is that a mid-length dress? <laughs> Sorry, this is what when a man does an interview with a stylist. <laughs> so funny. Midi dress is... So maxi dress is like full length. I know what that is. <laughs> yeah, midi dress is like just below your calf. So it's kind of like in between the knee and the ankle. Got it now. Okay. It's not what I was thinking. So that's good. I clarified that. Yeah, I'm learning. Yeah, definitely. There's, there's a lot of lessons for me to take away from this. And I also think I need personal styling. Do you do my. <laughs> I don't. I did. I, no. I am in the process <laughs> of um, having somebody trained professionally to do men because it's something that we're asked all the time. Um, and I think, as you say, you know, even if men can't have as much fun with fashion, but I think even colours for guys, you know, just even knowing what polo shirt colour to wear and things like that, that can make a big difference. So, yeah, it's in the process. Very good. I know you've got to focus, like we get asked if we do men's programs and we don't do anything for men. We used to years ago, but you've got to, you've got to focus, haven't you, at the beginning. And you only have Yeah, exactly. Can I ask a question? So how come, what is it about you guys that has made you focus on women over the age of 40? That's something that I wanted to ask you. Yeah, it's strange. Okay, we'll flip the interview around for a second. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, we, um, so we started working with everyone. And then, um, so men, women, all ages, um, when we started doing sort of helping people online with fitness. And then, first of all, we then went to working with women because we just found out the men were not very receptive. Um, they didn't really ask questions. They didn't really give us any feedback. They may have gone and done something, but they didn't really tell us. So we just thought, okay, we prefer working with women. Um, they seem to be you know, more open to this kind of thing. So we focused working on women, first of all, and then we work with sort of all age ranges as well, but it tended to already bias towards sort of late thirties, forties sort of age range. And then what we realized was the people that struggled the most were the people in their forties and fifties and sixties who most fitness plans were not really geared towards. Most of them were kind of really brutal, really hard, like exercise, maybe like hit exercise or something really full on. And that works quite well when you're younger, when you don't have much stress, but it doesn't really work very well when you're kind of in, Bit, little bit older you've got family responsibilities the 40 cutoff is just it's easier to kind of have a specific number we do work with people who are 35 30 yeah like that. um but yeah we just found it was kind of like one of those areas that's really underrepresented i guess it's just not that cool much easier to work with people in their 20s who lose weight really easily 
and yeah. have gained that much generally most people so they're quite easy to see quick results with so we did find yeah. that maybe a bit easier but it was that age range wasn't very well represented so that's that's kind of why we started doing it and then the more we've dug into it the more we realized there's it's so much more complicated than just like move more eat less especially when people's hormones are changing so it's also really interesting yeah do you know i think that's that's so you're so right because i always say that i feel the clients of mine that actually have it the hardest are those that are going through the menopause because i think i think women are so complex we have so many body changes that happen whether you have children or just the general um monthly cycle that women have with their with their periods and then the menopause and all of that i see how much that really impacts women's confidence and as you say that different exercises are probably when i suppose when you're going through something like that there are certain exercises that are better for that than say when you're in your 20s and your body shape is very different so yeah that's really interesting it's a very similar similar how i feel about because as you say i've i've worked with clients who are in their 20s i've worked with clients who are in their 80s but actually most of my clients are i'd say between the age of 40 and 50 because i think you know it is that time where you are going through quite a bit of change and you kind of want to get yourself back a little bit at that age as well and just be strong in your identity yeah we hear that from loads of the loads of the mums we work with actually who say you know they kind of lost themselves in bringing up children the first few years i'm sure you know it's like really full-on right all this it takes over your whole life and then a lot of the women we work with as well have great businesses or great careers so they're they're, they're focused on that they're focused on the kids and then they kind of forget about themselves and then it comes to a point where they're like hold on a minute I'm not actually that happy in myself. I don't really know where I lost myself along the way. And one of the things they want to do is kind of get fitter, get more energy as well. Like a lot of the stuff, again, as we talked about before we started, it's not that, it's not quite so sexy to talk about, oh, you know, eat better so you get more energy and stuff like that. But that's a lot of the benefits we get from people is getting more energy, mm-hmm. feeling better in themselves mm-hmm. uh, and all of these other changes. Um, and then they opens up, we often find it kind of it was the same for me when I got into fitness that, it inspires you to then start to think about other areas of your life as well. So you go, okay, I can actually take control of this. What else can I do? And I think that's why we've had members also come to you and your services and go, oh, I actually don't know how to dress to feel good anymore. Or maybe then, I know uh, Anne-Marie, one of our clients who worked with you, said she never knew how to because she was kind of grew up in like a fairly boyish sort of upbringing, um, never felt very girly. And then she said, you know, working with you was a revelation. I actually have the quote here. I'll read it out because I've got it here. Ben made oh. the effort together. So she said, this woman is amazing. She has created an environment where ladies of all shapes and sizes can feel beautiful and worthy. So I thought that was pretty cool. That's so nice. Thank you. Is that Anne-Marie, did you say? Yeah, that's Anne-Marie. Who I think she oh. does an online consult. I'm not sure, but she said your group's amazing and it's really, really supportive as well. Oh, that's so nice. Well, yeah, I think, think I've, I've always been about treating women as individuals. And I think something that I, I mean, I, I'm going off topic a li- little bit, but something else I never do is what I used to hate was reading fashion magazines or gossip magazines. And you would have the whole who wore it best, you know, two celebrities. What was the worst, the worst dressed person on the red carpet? What were the yeah, best? And I think that whole pitting women against each other. I hate that. So if ever there is the Oscars or a red carpet event, I'm always just, who looked amazing? I don't even touch on who wore it worst, who was wearing something unflattering. Because I think, you know, we just have such a hard time. The more we can just build other women up, 
the stronger will feel inside as well. So yeah, I just I try to create that community where women feel safe and as you know valued individuals. Yeah, it seems like you're doing a, doing a very good job from the feedback I've heard so far. I'm sure you'll have you have more training members coming your way. I've got I've literally got loads of questions, so let's just try and rattle through okay. a few more. Uh, quick fire round now. So Anna Wiley's asked, um, I don't know if there's an answer to this, but what's the best brand for flattering stomachs? Hmm. I would say actually, I'd say New Look are really, really good because New Look are, they, they never use, the fabrics that New Look use are never clingy. So they're kind of like a crepey material, um, which I find really flattering if you've got a tummy and they do lots of jumpsuits, shirts, dresses, midi dresses. So yeah, New Look is good for flattering tummies. Perfect, that was a rapid answer as well. Yeah. Nicola Herkham says, again, a lot of this is gonna be about body confidence as well, which said, I have the worst dumpy legs. So my mum calls them footballers legs. Never helps when people's parents say stuff like that, right? Um, she said, I always wear trousers, would love to be able to wear skirts and feel comfortable. So it's not really a question, but I don't know what you'd say to someone who said that kind of thing. Well, that goes back to what I was saying earlier, doesn't it? How you carry, someone says one comment and you take that through for life. Um, okay, if you don't like your legs, I'm not gonna force you to get them out, but at some point, if you work with me, I can help you with that. But I'd say, um, take advantage of things like jumpsuits, culottes are really good as well, because a culotte will cut you off from the slimmest part of the leg. Um, great for summer, you can wear them with trainers, you can wear them with sandals. So jumpsuits, culottes, midi dresses and maxi dresses and harem trousers. So they will all flatter your legs if you're not comfortable with them. What were those things? Culottes? You have to, you have to educate me on that as well now. <laughs> are they the big trousers, like the square ones? Culottes are like, um, so like a wide leg trouser, like a floaty trouser. But again, they cut you off just above the ankle. Anything that shows off the slimmest part of your arm. So things like rolling back a jacket sleeve, like a denim jacket sleeve. So you just show off the slimmest part of the arm or you're showing off the slimmest part of the ankle. That creates the illusion that the rest of the leg is that slim. So it's yeah. all optical illusions. We're not changing the shape. We're just, yeah, we're just creating optical illusions. It's very clever. I like it. Now, now I learned another thing. So <laughs> I'm an expert after this. So you we have another be my question. male stylist. Yeah, that's true. If I had any time, I have to <laughs> do my own styling first. We'll start there. So the next question is from um, a Lucy Chambers. This isn't my girlfriend, Lucy. This is a different Lucy. So <laughs> she said, um, I'd ask her about tips to be body confident, even when you're not where you want to be in your weight loss journey. So I know you kind of covered this, but you can just give a quick answer to this. So she said, lots of people put off investing in clothes until they're where they want to be. Okay. So, uh, so a way to feel body confident when you're not. Yeah, I know that's a big ask. And that's obviously something we also work on. But I guess you kind of said just sort of, you, if, you, if you do get help, it would help with dress. I, dress yeah, I, I, think, I think it's about seeing your comfort zone. So people have different comfort zones. So for example, one person, it might be, a huge ask to put them in a jumpsuit that might be like that side of the comfort zone so find out what you feel comfortable with and start making small changes even if it's just starting with a new accessory like a new a new scarf or um starting to wear bigger earrings that kind of thing maybe just 
looking online at things that maybe inspire you, trying to work out what style you like. Do you like girly? Do you like edgy? Do you like more classic? Because the more you can understand what you like, the more you can start to build your own style. Because the more you feel comfortable with your own style, the more that leads to body confidence. It's all intertwined. And kind of linked to that then, you mentioned accessories, right? She did also this. So she said, again, it's not really a question, but she said it might be worth getting her to talk about small changes like accessories and jewelries and how they can lift an outfit too. So is there, you said like you can look online, like is there a place to look online for this, to find out what to do with this stuff? Where do you suggest suggest people get information and stuff? Accessories are so important because you can wear just a basic white t-shirt and make it look completely different with a scarf. You can make it different with a chunky necklace, earrings, headband, um, a basic boring strike and top that most women tend to own. You can clash a pattern scarf with that. Accessories you can find everywhere. You can find them on the high street. You can find them on Etsy from people that actually create them themselves. So you can find really interesting handmade pieces that are really affordable. Instagram, there's loads of little shops on there. Um, And again, you can find whatever works for you. I like quite quirky stuff. Um, Yeah, so there's loads and loads of ways. And accessories always fit. That's the other thing. If you are going through a body change where you're losing weight accessories will always fit so if you keep your clothes quite neutral change up the accessories because that's how you completely change the look of an outfit and they're fun yeah that's a great tip actually accessories never change so that's a good one that there's there's no excuse for not doing that now really because there's no reason why they're why they're never gonna they're not gonna ever not work and they're cheap yeah and Another great question from Lucy um, was about kind of about the first thing, but not it's slightly different. I, I've seen a few women mention this, so I thought we should talk about this. And she said, um, I know you give us, this is about you, uh, give a strong message about ignoring the size number in clothes because of how wildly they can vary. Um, how, do you, how do you help people to actually get over that? Because we have the same issue with like seeing a number on the scales, right? And being like, that's a good number, that's a bad number. How do you help people with that? Do you just educate them about it? Is there anything people can do to not judge themselves about the size they see? Or I think it's just not taking it personally because I think I, I shop with women enough. I mean, we're in lockdown at the moment, so I can't personal shop with women at the moment. But quite often when I'm with a client and I just give her a pile of clothes in a changing room and I say, right, put that with that and try that with that. Because it's all so fast, they're never looking at the size and they put it on, they're like, oh yeah, that's amazing. And they won't see that I've given them a size that is two sizes bigger than they might normally have had. But also, at the end of that shop, I can say to them, right, in that one shop, the vest that you've just bought was a size 12. The skirt was a size 16. The jeans were a size 14. And you can see that in just one shop, your size changes just depending on what you're wearing. So... If I shop in Zara, I can be anything in Zara from an extra small to an XXXXXL because it just depends on what you're, what you're wearing. So just go with what fits because sizing is just, it varies depending on the fabric, the cut. Don't take it personally and wear your size because if you wear your size, you're going to look better rather than squeezing yourself into something that's too tight. Yeah, we do, we do hear that one a lot. People say after they've worked with us, Oh yeah, I said at the beginning I was this size, but really I was popping out of that size and it wasn't comfortable. 
Yeah, like you're, you're just lying to yourself and, and you're not being true to yourself and that's not going to make you happy. Yeah, and we, we also work people on that same thing of like, try not to see the sizes as this, it's a good or a bad thing. It's just, Ooh. it's just all right. Okay, we'll go through a couple more and then we'll wrap it up because I know you've got to get going. Um, also, one more thing about that, sorry to interrupt, because this is this oh, yeah, really is nobody knows what size you're wearing. So I am a size 14 to 16. And quite often people are like, what? Um, because you just don't know what size anybody is. Nobody sees the size of clothes that you're wearing. So if you have to go up to a size 22 in a shop, nobody's going to know. But if you're wearing an outfit that's good for your shape, that's all that matters. So that's the other thing. No one knows your size. I'm glad you said that. We say the same. No one knows the number on the scales either. So maybe a doctor, but no one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Neither of those. Yeah, the important thing. It's kind of how you feel, isn't it? Okay, last couple of questions. So Lynette asked, um, if you're fairly sure the petite range is limiting, are there any brands that are better for this than others? Hmm. So I'd say if, if you're buying from a, t from a petite range, I would always size up. Um, Dorothy Perkins petite range is very good. New Look, Next, um, ASOS, Topshop. But the key is to always size up. If you're shopping from a petite range, size up. If you're shopping from a tall range, size down. Nice, very concise, good advice. Okay, Becky Lepp said, how do I start with colours? We talked about colour earlier, right? And wearing black and grey. Well, this is the person who's doing this. So she said, I've always worn black and grey because I like them. I always feel I should wear more colours, but I don't know where to start. So where should someone start with that? Yeah, so if you're used to wearing those colours, if I told you to suddenly wear bright yellow it's going to be way out of your comfort zone so the two safe colors that suit every single skin tone <clears throat> are navy blue and burgundy so they are two colors that you know no matter what skin tone you have they're going to suit you so just start with a softer color so rather than black switch to navy and just try and get away from those darker colors and maybe just experiment with different accessories colors so if you feel comfortable in black maybe start putting, I don't know, like a, a tortoise shell coloured earring with it, just to introduce colour in that way. Um, or you can book a, a style analysis with us and we'll tell you what colours suit you. Okay, that's perfectly linking on to what I wanted to say next. So <laughs> we have some more questions. I don't have time to ask them all now. We'll have to come back and do another episode with more questions or do a Q&A yeah. or something because there's loads of great questions and you have great answers and I'm sure everyone would love to have their question answered. But I know you've got to get going. So you said one thing people can do is come to you for a styling analysis. You get colour advice involved in that. Like, how does that process work then? What, what do people need to do to kind of find out more um, and see if they want to, want to do a style analysis or something else with you? Where, where can people yeah. go? So we offer different, different tiers of online sessions. So we've made it affordable for everybody. So there's bronze, silver, gold or platinum. And you get different um advice according to what tier you purchased but what we would need is a questionnaire filled in that we send you um we need photos from you which isn't as scary as it sounds you don't have to be in your underwear just a vest and leggings that kind of thing so we can see your shape we delete those photos as soon as we've looked at them so don't worry it's only us that's looking at them and usually a selfie in daylight so that we can see your coloring and from that, within 10 working days, you get a style analysis sent back to you, which tells you how to dress your body shape, um, your style personality, so whether you're edgy or girly, and the colours that suit you, and makeup colours and 
it will transform your life. Sounds awesome. I think, as I said, I want to do it, but unfortunately I can't yet. You have to let me know <laughs> when I can. I will. Um, where's the best place for people to, to find this then? Is it on your website? Yeah, so you can book via the website, stylebysusie.co.uk. Um, we have a Facebook group, which is just full of positivity. We don't allow any negativity in there. We have a kindness only policy. Um, and if you want to just chat to me or interact with me, I'm very active on Instagram. Um, so come and check me out on styled.i.susie. Brilliant. Well, Susie, thank you so much for coming on today. Amazing to have you on. Like I've, I've learned so much. I'm sure people listening have as well. Please go and check out Susie. You've heard, heard where to find her. So styled by Susie. Is it .co.uk? Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's so, no it's so nice to, it's so nice to meet other new businesses through Instagram and yeah, you guys are doing amazing work. So it's really good to be in touch with you guys now. I'll have to have you on my podcast. Do you have a podcast? I didn't know you had a podcast. I do. I'm, I'm just not very regular with doing it, <laughs> but I do. Oh, well, I do. So yeah, to. I'll have you guys on there. I'd love to. All right, Susie, well, I'll let you get going. Thank you so much for coming and thank I'll chat you. you soon, I'm sure. Okay, bye. Bye. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity Podcast.